0: This podcast does not provide medical advice. Please listen to the complete disclosure at the end of the recording.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everyone Dies, the podcast where we talk about serious illness, dying, death, and bereavement. I'm Marianne Matzo, nurse practitioner. I use my experience from working as a nurse for 44 years to help answer your questions about what happens at the end of life.
0: And I'm Charlie Navarrete, and according to the Screen Actors Guild, an actor living in New York City. And here to ask the questions that you may have while listening to our podcast. We are both here because we believe that the more you know, the better prepared you are to make difficult decisions before a crisis hits.
1: So get yourself something, I don't know, warm, Mm -hmm. sweet, and wonderful to snack on. Mm -hmm. And thank you for spending the next hour with Charlie and me as we talk about death dreams and waking the dead. In the first half, we have our recipe of the week and a story about the use of artificial intelligence at funerals. In the second half, I'll be talking about death dreams. And in our third half, everyone dies once again, wakes the dead, with this week's Band of the Week, the Rhythm Bullies. Bullies.
0: Bullies. Bullies.
1: Bullies. So how are you, Charles?
0: Well, let's see here. Uh, It's um, summertime and the living's easy.
1: Fish are jumping.
0: And the cotton is high.
1: So what are you serving us this week, Charles?
0: Our recipe of the week is stuffed cinnamon streusel muffins for you to bake and take and and shake if you want. It's up to you. To your next funeral lunch. (laughs) Like mini coffee cakes, they're topped with a crunchy pecan-laced crumble and filled with a luscious mixture of cinnamon and brown sugar. The muffin itself is only modestly sweet and spiked with nutmeg. I like when things are spiked. A nice option is to add <laughs> cinnamon chips to the batter. They are cinnamon-licious. Wait, no. I had that perfectly. They are cinnamon-licious.
1: Mm- I'm so proud of you. You said cinnamon just like a
0: pro. Thank you. Moving on. Our story this week is about Marina Smith, an 87-year-old woman who died in June but was able to address the mourners at her own funeral in the UK thanks to the power of artificial intelligence. Ms. Smith was able to surprise the guests at the funeral in the form of a holographic conversational video experience created by a startup called StoryFile. StoryFile technology was used at the late actor Ed Asner's memorial service, where mourners were invited to converse with the deceased at an interactive display that featured video and audio he recorded over several days before he died. The company was co-founded by oral historian Stephen Smith, who used to run Steven Spielberg's Shoah Foundation, which specializes in preserving the memories of Holocaust survivors. StoryFile is perhaps the most robust of a growing number of tools that help people create interactive digital memories of relatives. Many of them don't require the relative to be alive during setup. Other technology of this type that is in development includes Amazon, who recently showed off an experimental Alexa feature that can read books aloud in the voice of a late relative, extrapolating from a snippet of that person's recorded voice. MyHeritage, the ancestry tracing site, now offers Deep Nostalgia, a tool for animating old timey photographs of your relatives. Hereafter, lets you record stories about yourself and pair them with photographs so family members can ask you about your life and experiences. Microsoft has obtained a patent to create chatbots that mimic individual people, dead or alive, based on their social media posts and text messages. Well, that last one's going to be interesting. How it works. With StoryFile, a user sits for a video interview and answers a series of questions. The company then produces an archive that can be watched sequentially or used in a Q&A format. When a question is asked, the AI technology retrieves relevant video content to create an answer, picking out clips from the available footage. So, back to Ms. Smith. StoryFile used 20 cameras to film her answering around 250 questions prior to her death probably wouldn't be able to do that after her death, but but maybe you can. These data were then fed into a software tool that was able to virtually recreate her after she died. The illusion must have been pretty shocking to funeral goers. Stephen Smith was able to converse with the visual representation of his mother in real time and even gave attendants the opportunity to ask questions as well. The extraordinary thing was that she answered their questions with new details and honesty, he added. People feel emboldened when recording their data. Mourners might get a freer, truer version of their lost loved one. Our question is, why? Why not talk to our loved ones while they are alive and record the conversations for future generations to listen to? I don't know. Maybe because people have difficulty communicating with each other? What is the purpose of virtually recreating our loved ones so that they can attend their own funeral? I don't know. But in keeping with my habit of rarely arriving on time, my will stipulates I should arrive late for my funeral. Marianne? What?
1: What? I don't disagree. You're always late. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not always, <laughs> but yes, often. Um, do, do you? Um, I, don't, I, I don't remember if it was in season two. Um, I talked about a movie called Marjorie Prime. Um, John Hamm. Okay, no, so it um, The actress Lois Smith, she's mid to late 80s, she's there speaking with John Hamm. And it turns out John Hamm is her husband. But it's a holograph of him.
2: And ah. this is the
0: way she wants to remember him when he was in his thirties. Which <laughs> being John Ham, yes, that's the way you want to re- talk with John Hamm. Um, yeah, and, yeah and actually everything that's discussed here, you know, took place, you know, they explained how the, you know, how they were able to recreate. Um, you know, her dead husband who would converse with her. And it, everything that's described here, this is how that hologram uh, was there. So it was like the very, you know, two steps down the road from, from what this is being discussed. But um,
1: So what's the name of that It's called film?
0: Marjorie Prime. Marjorie is the name of his wife and Prime... It, like a prime directive, mm-hmm. if you will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it did.
1: I'll put, that, I'll put that in the show notes so people can yeah, watch it. Yeah, and
0: it's interesting then because there are, you know, the, you know her daughters there and then something starts to happen with her daughter. And it's just different recreations. The, um, the, the system, the program, whatever it is, updates. But everything is based on this experience of the person who died. It was very interesting. Mm -hmm. It really was, yeah.
1: Well, I only watch it just to watch John Hamm. Most
0: most people would. Yeah. So, please go to our webpage for the recipe for stuffed streusel It's only four words. (laughs) Stuffed cinnamon streusel muffins. Stuffed cinnamon streusel.
1: I don't get out much, so this is my entertainment.
0: (laughs) Cinnamon streusel muffins. Please go to our webpage for the recipe for stuffed (laughs) streusel Oh, shut up. (laughs) Okay, screw that. Here we go. Please go to our webpage for this week's recipe and additional resources for this program. We hope you will follow. Chicken. (laughs) Uh, Mary has referred to me as a chicken because I've tried. Well, never mind. Just go to our website and look for the damn recipe. And additional resources (laughs) for the show. (laughs) Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember to rate and review this podcast. We have a link in our show notes that makes rating our podcast easy. And that would be very helpful to us. Because as a licensed nonprofit organization, we are dependent on your kindness and always appreciate your tax-deductible donations. If you find this podcast to be of help to you, and listen, with the feedback we've received from a lot of you folks, you do, please go to our webpage to donate so that we can continue to provide quality shows about serious illness, dying, death, and bereavement at everyonedies.org. www.everyonedies.org. That's every, the number one, dies.org. Marianne?
1: Thanks, Charles. So I don't know if you've, uh, listened to the healing squad yet, but, uh, we have some of our Everyone Dies alumni are part of that. Uh, Claire Lucky, who's the grieving bitch on Instagram. Uh, Anita Myers, who's we've interviewed on this show and myself, uh, meet on Instagram live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And it's a chat among intergenerational women about life, living, and loss. So in August, we did a show about grief dreams. And you can listen to the original show at the link in the show notes or on the Healing Squad's YouTube page. And um, in that show, we talked to um, Gina Ford joined us and talked about s- the grief dreams that she's been having. And we also had Dr. Joshua Black, um, who's a grief dream researcher from Canada on, as a guest. So it's really um, an in- interesting show. So please take a listen to it. So a grief dream is a dream that occurs after the death of a human or an animal. They can also be called bereavement dreams, dreams after loss, dreams of the deceased, dreams of the dead, visitation dreams. And some of the research about grief dreams has been done by Dr. Joshua Black in Canada, and you should really go to his website. Um, it's called griefdreams.ca, and that's also in the show notes, to learn more about his research and some of his, his um, tools that he has there. So dreams represent our, our waking lives and our way to process our grief. There may be circumstances related to the death that left us feeling as though things were unfinished. This is especially true in the case of a sudden death where we were unable to say goodbye or I love you, leaving us with a sense of unrest and not feeling at peace. We can process problems in our waking life while we're asleep. I often go to sleep thinking about an issue that I need to solve and wake up with a solution from my dreams. And I'll tell people like, oh, well, here, I dreamed what the solution will be and I get this weird look, but I really do. <laughs> Um, Dr. Black um, talks about common forms of death dreams, which are, one, dreams that do not have the deceased present. The dream may be addressing the feelings of the loss, like running by a mountain and it collapses on you. Uh, Second type are dreams that do not have the deceased present, but they're mentioned, like a character in the dream talks about the deceased Or the third is that dreams that have the deceased present in human form or in another. And there are many different themes that occur with these dreams, like the deceased can provide comfort, or maybe they're seen suffering or or lifeless. Dreams of our loved ones are really quite common. Dreams are important to our overall health and well-being, but they can also play an important role in healing our grief. During the day, we can distract ourselves with various activities, but when we sleep, we're more relaxed and open. Our unconscious mind is free to wander and process the emotions we may be trying to avoid during the day. Now, uh, a researcher, Wright, published a stu- study in 2014 that examined the impact of grief dreams on the bereaved and found that dreams of the deceased occurred frequently can be highly meaningful, and further healing from a loss. Themes in the dreams included past memories or experiences, the deceased free of illness, memories of the deceased illness or time of death, the deceased in the afterlife appearing healthy, comfortable, and at peace, as well as the deceased communicating a message. The respondents in that study found that the dreams were helpful in accepting death, and the authors recommended that dreams should be an important part of grief counseling. Now, Garfield, the author of Dreams and Bereavement, states that dreams about the deceased tend to be very much based on where the mourner is in the grieving process, how long the loved one has been dead, a relationship with them, and how they died. Rye, a dream researcher, identifies four of the most common types of grief dreams. The first is the visitation dream, in which the deceased comes to spend time with the bereaved. I have those quite frequently uh, with my sisters will come back and visit. And generally, we're either shopping, eating, or doing crafts, which is really what we did in Mm -hmm. real life. So it's kind of nice to hang out with them and visit with them, and so um, you,
0: do you have so them the around. Game, I mean, you're you're actually like in, interacting uh, with them, or are you are you an observer? Oh yeah,
1: okay. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I'm interacting. Um, the, you know, and, you know my my older sister and I had a day after Christmas. You know, go to the Hallmark store and buy right, 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 half price right. Christmas yes. stuff. And there's, you know, like I have dreams of being in that cold line with her, going shopping with, you know, I. I it's like, you know, that hologram. It's like I'm, re- I'm really there. So those are called, those are visitation dreams. The second is a message dream. Here, the deceased appears in our dreams to give us information, alert us to a situation, or to simply tell us that they love us. The third type are reassurance dreams, and these are the ones where the message is comforting and positive. In fact, most grief dreams are positive. The fourth dream category is a trauma dream, which can be very disturbing. These tend to occur when the death has been particularly disturbing, such as a murder or an accident. And sometimes the dreams are combinations of these different elements. Now, Dr. Black divides dreams into two categories, before we knew about they were dead, and after we knew. Before we know about the death, the dream reflects our anticipation of the loss. After we've known they've been dead, those dreams are characterized by receiving knowledge of the death before having been told in waking life. The news is typically delivered by someone else who's dead and is described as them saying goodbye, or some other message of comfort. What makes these dreams different from our regular dreams is that they're described as having a different quality to them than regular dreams because they feel very real. The deceased appears healthy and whole again. They often appear younger than when they died. The message they bring is usually one of reassurance and comfort. Sometimes the message might contain a warning or some special guidance, you know, play the number 12 or whatever. Dreamers describe the communication with the deceased as being telepathic since no actual words are exchanged. These dreams tend to arouse strong emotions for the dreamer and ultimately help them to cope better. Some people believe grief dreams to be typical wish-fulfillment dreams, while others will believe that they have had a true spiritual experience. Grief dreams are a normal part of grieving and can soothe, comfort, and heal those who mourn. Sometimes grief dreams are nightmares. In this case, you can create the dream you want to have and take back control of your dreams. We're able to rescript our dreams, change the ending, change aspects of them, and think about those during the day. There's a link to Dr. Black's Dream Builder worksheet in the show notes, and this worksheet will help you create your own grief dream. I'd love for you to inter- listen to our interview with Dr. Black and their discussion about grief dreams on the Healing Squad and YouTube. Charlie, do you have grief dreams?
0: I do. Um, it's been a while though. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't think, I mean, I can think of different ones and a couple been of about, them been about visitation, but even, I mean the, I mean the most recent ones I've had have been uh, about Michael with Michael in them. There were only a couple with my mother, but w- with Michael more. And we're not always interacting, but he always seems to be trying to point something out. I don't, I don't always get it. But yeah, which right, yeah, it's, it's not. Like he just doesn't come out and say it, or it's not obvious, or at least it's not mm. obvious to me what he's, what he's trying to to point out. So,
3: yeah,
0: but yes.
1: How old is he? How old is he when he's in your dreams?
0: Um, around the age he died, so like twenty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, with older mm-hmm. people, um, Doctor Black was saying that they tend to come back younger, and that kids, mm-hmm. though, will age in the dreams. They'll they'll actually, as they would, as children growing up.
0: Um, what do you mean that that they age are like at one time they might be a, a teenager and then the next time
1: so, or no th- like let's say let's say if they died at age okay. five you know you you'll see them at ten oh. and fifteen oh, oh. and twenty uh-huh. that they'll they'll grow up in your dreams
3: wow
0: hmm. I never heard that before
1: yeah, his website's yeah. really interesting. You should check that, that out. So what do you have for our third half? Well,
0: welcome to Everyone Dies, Wakes the Dead, our ongoing series featuring original songs that could be played at a funeral. We have invited singers slash songwriters slash slashers to submit their work for possible inclusion in our third half segment. Please see the show notes for how to apply to Wake the Dead. This week's band is the Rhythm Bullies. The Rhythm Bullies are a rock and roll band formed in Nashville by singer and guitarist Sebastian Mogan. With their infectious and unconventional melodies, grooves reminiscent of 80s post-punk and goth, their debut album, The Dysnomia EP, produced by Grammy-nominated engineer Bobby Holland, was released in May 2021 to critical acclaim and in October 2021 was featured in Pitchfork Music. Their submission is called Dysnomia. Dysnomia is a song about the political chaos of the past several years. Certain lyrics might be inappropriate at a funeral such as, Hell is empty, look around you. This is the death party. And we'll waltz Matilda to her grave. I don't know, it doesn't sound that inappropriate to me. And for your enlightenment in 2005, this was chosen as a name for the moon of the dwarf planet, Eris. Let's have a listen to The Rhythm Bullies. Marianne, thoughts?
1: You know, I don't know what kind of devils the uh, rhythm bullies are hanging Mm -hmm. out with, but if those devils don't like cake, they are not my devils.
0: (laughs) Maybe they like deviled eggs.
1: Well, again, they're not my devils.
0: I mean, it was, I don't know, um, there was just something to
1: It's not really the kind of music, it's not the kind of music I usually listen to, so um, it, it, it was like hard to tap your foot to, but I, I appreciate their um, bringing forth all the chaos of our political world.
0: Yes. And there was just something about about the the something about "Welcome to the Masquerade." We'll waltz, waltz Matilda to her grave. I I don't know why, but that that kind of like you were saying, just with all the chaos going around, and but it's it's like a masquerade for who knows what, and then we you know waltz Matilda to the grave. I don't know that those couple of lines res- uh, resonated with me so. There we are. And with that, thank you to the Rhythm Bullies for helping us wake the dead this week. And that's it for this episode. Please stay tuned for the continuing saga of Everyone Dies. And thank you for listening. Like sand through an hourglass, so are mini coffee cakes. This is Charlie Navarrete. What?
1: what? Wait, what kind of coffee cakes?
0: Mini. <laughs> Don't make me say the whole thing, Maria. No.
3: Please. Just Um, once.
0: Okay. Just for you. Your birthday's coming up, right? No, I know your birthday's not coming up.
1: Next year. year, (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully.
0: So, deep breath. Stuffed cinnamon streusel muffins.
1: Ooh, baby.
0: So, this is Charlene Habaret. And from Benjamin Franklin. Three can keep a secret if two of them are dead.
1: And I'm Marian Matzo, and we'll see you next week. Remember, in your dreams, anything is possible, and every day is a gift. Thank you. Bye.
2: This podcast does not provide medical advice. All discussion on this podcast, such as treatments, dosages, outcomes, charts, patient profiles, advice, messages, and any other discussion are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Always seek the advice of your primary care practitioner or other qualified health providers with any questions that you may have regarding your health. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard from this podcast. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Everyone Dies does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, practitioners, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned in this podcast. Reliance on any information provided in this podcast by persons appearing on this podcast at the invitation of Everyone Dies or by other members is solely at your own risk.